the hack we will be sharing will save you time, energy, and money. If Hello and welcome to the Graduate Journey Podcast. I am Odi and I am Bola. So Bola, are you ready? Let's begin the roll call. Yes, so if you have been to grad school, raise your hand. We salute you. If you are aspiring to go to grad school, maybe this year, next year, next decade, raise your hand. For thinking about it, I beg, you try. We salute you too. In this episode, we'll be sharing about things we considered before choosing the schools we applied to. Bola, why do I feel like this is the episode most of our listeners will tune into? Well, I mean, all my life in grad school, I doubt if anyone has really asked me what graduate school itself is or what my classes are like. Exactly. The major questions that we hear or that hang on the minds of people is just application process. How do I get in? I want to be in grad school. Well, the good news is that we'll be discussing today on the application process. This is just going to be in series because really the application process just is is a lot of information and we don't want yeah. to download you. So. I definitely agree. <laughs> like we can't even do this. In, can you like can we even do this in two part series? But anyway, no, two parts. It's going to be in a series of episodes, and it's also very important that people know that the application process does not begin with writing the statement of purpose. Yep. So on this episode, we'll be sharing about five key factors we considered before choosing the schools we applied to. The hack we will be sharing will save you time, energy and money if like mm-hmm. mm-hmm. well, i knew you'd be writing notes in preparation for this episode it's okay i like i can't wait and uh, we can't wait to hear the gist for it so what were the things you considered before applying to grad school okay dear listener it's time to grab your pen and paper so the first thing that we considered, not we, I considered, the second thing mm-hmm. that I considered. Okay, <laughs> all right. One okay. country. Mm-hmm. This is important. See, you don't want to know how I contributed to the delay of my grad school experience because I was just <laughs> everywhere. Like, tell them of your fully. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, did that was <laughs> oh, really, that was, that was actually funny. She was outside, so five schools in six schools in five countries I could have actually saved myself the energy time and money that I spent across mm-hmm. those countries on two three or one yeah I, I like I like the part where you mentioned that saved yourself the time the energy and the money very mm-hmm. important because yeah. I feel they're not refundable let me tell you now <laughs> yeah <laughs> narrow your search to one country or have two at most Except you have recommendations mm-hmm. and you're not going through the countries to find, you're not going through the schools in each country to find the school you want to apply to and program you want to apply to. Then you can have like different countries. But then you know that you have to read about immigration laws. You have to understand the culture, read about the culture, research about the cost of living, all these things. So you know what you get yourself into when you're going for many countries. Oh yeah, and um, even if you said this is your own point, you share my point because personally, <laughs> I considered the country before applying. 
Yes. So when applying to my program, I applied to the United States specifically because my program has an internship component. And I just figured that okay, if I'm going to do an internship, I want to do an internship in a country that has organizations that tailored to my course of study. And the U.S., uh, most of the headquarters of development organizations that I'm interested in, like the U.N., like the UN, World Bank, are all in the United States. So I figured I might as well apply to the US. Also, that cost of living, I have family in the US and it's mm. something that I also considered when applying because I figured, okay, if something did happen, it was an emergency, though we do COVID. not prefer that, but exactly, exactly. Mm. I mean, right now, in COVID, we were chased out of school like 10 hours and no parent. Before I, I started grad school, I thought I could go by myself. That's why I applied to Switzerland where I didn't know anybody because I thought I'll be fine. I know how to network. But really, you need people, please. The second point, is the relevance of the program to our learning goal or well, uh, that, well, that, I thought you said that was my point that was like a major thing I got yeah that's that. that's the major point for you that would be your number one but it's number two mm-hmm. for the purpose of this podcast so okay. <laughs> please well yes um, something I considered before applying to grad school was the program itself and the relevance of this program to my future goals so I'm currently studying international educational development and I knew that I wasn't going to do any other program that wasn't close to it because that is like my five years my five year goal plan my 10 year goal plan is still within that field so this is something you have to consider you don't just apply to schools because you want to buy a bird because for some people i know they want to jack it it's okay we know we know this (laughs) yes and like you don't just okay randomly apply just because okay this school it's um it's the easiest route abroad you have to apply to something some that interest. is relevant yes have some interest okay for some people they're not sure of what their future career goals though i'll always advise to have an idea of what your future career goals are before you for go some, to grad where school. you are now but, like even start from where you are now what are you interested in currently yeah and and apply to programs that are relevant to you it will help you even in class discussions it's going to help you throughout your graduate school it will show it will definitely show it will show in your commitment but sometimes what will keep you not even sometimes every time what will keep you is your why you get to that point we both got to that point we'll ask ourselves what in a who sent me I said it so many times. Like, oh, no, they won't send me. And I remember that, oh, I sent myself, and this is why I sent myself, and this is what I am learning now that is applicable mm-hmm. to this interest and this goal that I have. Otherwise, yeah. mm-hmm. have your why, Sha. Yes, said. very important. Very important. Point number three by now, ego. Oh, hey, money, mm-hmm. money, money making. All right, this is the part very important. Please accept you have a sponsor with no financial. No, maybe you have a cellular. Who's your daddy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for the majority of Nigerians or Africans, you know now, mm-hmm. middle class. So please think about this from day one. Research mm-hmm. on scholarships, research mm-hmm. on funding ideas with family and friends. Just have a plan. Don't just be, yeah. I don't know the school fees. Don't be like me. Mm-hmm. Apply to school in Geneva. I didn't know the tuition. I don't know what I was thinking, really. <laughs> <laughs> that was so stupid. 
No, it's okay. We're not, we're not here to bash your decisions. I mean, we learn from your experience and that's why you're able to share this with other people. But money is very important. Money should not be a hindrance to why you shouldn't go to grad school. Mm. But it should be something you need to seriously consider. Like, what are the ways, what are the strategies which I wish to pay my school fees? Yeah. And not just tuition. When we talk about um, finance, we're not just talking about tuition. We're talking about cost of living in that country. Hey, so, your accommodation, accommodation for, yeah, your feeding. Tuition for a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's very important that you consider. Yeah. I'm going to have a separate episode where we just talk about fundraising opportunities, scholarship yeah. opportunities, how to raise funds. We'll just talk about financial matters. And then we'll have to talk some special guests, you know? Mm-hmm. Odi is going to get, Odi has bad for scholarships. <laughs> I'm going to be the host for an episode where we just talk about financial matters when it comes to graduate school. I currently have four scholarships and I'm going to be sharing everything about how I arrived at the scholarships, the organizations that help me, the people that help me get to where I am. And we're also going to be having a special guest because Woo-hoo! of this episode. How much is this given? Tell them. $68,000 in COVID. Yeah. In, COVID. in this I mean, pandemic. Yes, you. it's true. Ah, see, I said it as if it's Naira. Yeah. <laughs> you're on the lookout it's going to be in this series the next point let me see the fourth point is entry requirements mm-hmm. <laughs> this one yes, I, I don't want to scare anybody like our aim is not to scare anybody but die <laughs> if you're applying to a school that requires things like GRE GMAT please be adequately prepared it's possible we can overcome it. I use the word overcome. <laughs> <laughs> but be adequately prepared if you apply to schools that require GRE. For GRE and GMAT, for people listening on this episode, um, we're going to make ourselves available to give recommendations for resources you can consult, books, whatever. We're just going to be helping you. So you send us your questions to our email graduate journeypodcast at gmail.com so other entry requirements your transcripts that one you need it and for some schools for example i am schooling in the u.s and for my transcript they said it had to be changed like kind of like it had to be changed converted to their own schooling system in nigeria we use the five point system it had to be converted to their own four points grading system and this requires money we said we'll talk about financial matters about this requires money and you also have to plan ahead of time because it takes a process for some people depending on the services they use it could take one month just to get your transcript ready mm-hmm. also recommendation letter ah okay let's not see this thing <laughs> see connect with professors very well mm-hmm. And know connect, that they want connect. plan a month or two that you used to be following up because they are busy. They are busy. Ah, like it will it will be that I plan two months ahead of time what I went through with this recommendation crying. letter. Ah, this this thing crying. this thing made me cry. I think I even cried more than the cry I used for Jerry. Oh, which one did I cry more? I can't remember. Wait. Please plan ahead of time and pray. Because yeah. for some schools, they don't allow you to see what the person is going to write. And the last thing you want is for you to have a recommender that's going to write a very lax recommendation letter. You need a strong recommendation letter. Mm-hmm. Recommendation letter is as good as a statement of purpose. So these things, you have to like consider them and plan ahead of time for them. Yeah. Also, um, 
advisedly, please pick that professor that you did something amazing or you did something great when mm-hmm. you, when it was or, you, or she was teaching mm-hmm. you. So that that professor's I, image of you is what will reflect on your recommendation later. You Don't could pick also so that you were you are not paying attention in the class. So. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, I I believe our listeners are very very smart listeners. So. <laughs> But really, you could also chip in some key points to your recommender, like probably said you recommender your CV or something. Mm-hmm. So he, who he or she, whoever is writing for you, has an idea of what um what are the relevant things to highlight. So like telling him your school, telling him your program, he has an idea of, or she has an idea of what to highlight or write your recommendation letter. Also, your statement of purpose is like a summary of your life and okay. how it's related to the program you're pursuing. Mm-hmm. So when writing your statement of purpose, you have to show them that you have a sense of direction. You have past qualifications, or you have past skills, or you have experiences that have that show that you have strong a strong interest. Like for sure, say SOP. So because it has it says SOP, it doesn't mean you should write OP. Okay, that was yeah, dry, okay. but where <laughs> or please, your statement of purpose is not where you just go out of point. It's very important that you have people with you these things for you like have trusted friends really these things for you that can tell you the truth about what you've written and IELTS I've just been keeping IELTS for Bola to talk about because 8.0 <laughs> over 9 <laughs> please tell them give them tips please so tell them what IELTS, did you do how did you IELTS, do I would advise that you have a you have a study plan because IELTS is not like it's not knowledge it's it's practice you cannot just come and go to the example you have to practice it has to be something you it has is the way you speak the vocabulary you use the range of vocabulary you use but we know this is want to know you how you did it how i'm saying mm-hmm. how i did it actually mm-hmm. but i'll personalize it so i mm-hmm. planned the month and then every day i did something to prepare me towards ielts i used online resources i know by ielts book i know pay for teacher not the Mm-hmm. I use IELTS as a boss that you are. <laughs> I have like I have I used various websites. When you reach out for recommendations, I can just send that to you. And then I had a notebook that I practiced my writing in. I researched yeah. on the strategies that the markers use to yeah. mark for writing yeah. for listening for like different things and then mm-hmm. i marked some tests and then i compared it to the markers script that i found online so i was able mm-hmm. to think like a marker and make my own script yeah. like a marker and write with the marker's expectations in mind yeah really? yeah like you should you should be writing down as well as talking because <laughs> she got 8.0 and ielts is over nine guys and she got 8.0 with this our nigerian for those that like were lazy to send our IELTS results to the schools because they told me it's going to cost 20,000 naira per, per IELTS results and I was applying to four schools so I'm like wait <laughs> after I finished writing the, uh, oh, the application was expensive I finished writing for 70,000 I will now use 80,000 naira to send the results guy <laughs> me being a very emotional person that I am I started drafting letter to <laughs> to the oh, powers that be I remember I told them and I was like see I schooled in a university where our um, mode of instruction was in English. I come from Nigeria, lingua franca is English. 
and I wrote an email to just convince them to waive this requirement for me. Some schools are really flexible, especially when you're from an English-speaking country. Mm-hmm. They are very flexible in waiving this requirement. Really, doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, so most of them do. It's only if you're applying for scholarships to be advisable to still write IELTS, TOEFL, because sometimes there are major requirements for scholarships. But if you're not applying for scholarships, try this first. Write to the school. Find out, is this something that can be read? Most of them. And when you're writing to them, is this something that can be read? Give them your strong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Why? You can even... So, Mm-hmm. How can you prove that your mode of instruction was in English? Yeah. So for some of them, I know there was um, a particular school I was applying to, and they asked me to get a letter from my university, like from the registrar of my university, stating that our mode of instruction in the school oh. was English. That's something you could easily do in, in case you don't have the money. In fact, if you have the money, save it. If you can get it with, please get it with. And to save you the energy of reading. Yes, I mean, IELTS is only um, have two years. And after that, that's that's it. That's it. The last point, which is the fifth point, is the duration of the program. Mm -hmm. So this is how long it will take you to complete the program. So you get to choose what you want. I had, for instance, a program that was three years long, or that is yeah. three years long. It's an MFE. But why is it important that we consider the duration of the program? How does it Cost now, of course. Okay, okay. Because okay. you pay per semester, and yeah. as the semesters increase, oh, your money is mounting. This is where mm-hmm. the business. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, it's true. Like, the duration of the program greatly affects the cost of the program, your cost of living. So, for some people, that's why they just do one-year program. Sharp, sharp, they are done. Because yeah, you um, think about accommodation, feeding, those things. Eh. Oh. <laughs> well, you're sounding sad. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yes, guys, you want to do that. And also, you might have other goals, like future goals that you just want to move on you to. want to marry. But, uh, all right all right guys yeah so i think we have come we have come to the end of the points five points i run through so you get to remember the first point is country so relevance of the program to our learning goal or interest three Mm -hmm. finance four Mm -hmm. entry requirements five Mm -hmm duration of the program we do know that we might not have covered everything because there are several other factors to consider so if you have questions for us you can just send us an email graduate journey podcast at gmail.com i'll say that again graduate journey podcast at gmail.com so you just send your questions and we'll be happy to hear from you and write back to you yes and an advice if you're going by this points of these factors please have them in a table and it's like homework but really it helps you make your decision easier because you can compare the mm-hmm. factors for different schools at a glance so you have school one name of the school and then you have the criteria written mm-hmm. on the first column yeah. and then by each criteria you have the details for the school written a friend gave me that advice and Really, it's a very wise advice, and it helped me. Shout out yeah. to you! Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, already no, don't give me this homework. But really, it's helpful. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, also remember any questions. If you need recommendations for resources like GRE, IELTS, you can just reach out to us, and we'll be happy to hear from you. Thank you very much for listening to us, and. and- 
catchy Please don't get overwhelmed by the application process. Get stay woke. Stay woke and document keep calm. Reach out. Yep. Catch ya. Alright.